Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to the 22nd episode of The Lab. Sitting with you as always is Brendan Weirig, Alex Trotter, and Lou Follenkamp. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Um, you know, today what we're going to talk a little bit about today is just in-season weightlifting. Um, we know that sometimes it can be hard to get into the gym and, you know, mix up with, you know, school, homework, and practice. Um, but that's why we have... Alex and Brandon here to kind of talk to you guys a little bit about the importance of in-season weightlifting uh, and maybe a few different things to monitor so you don't overdo it as well. Uh, so I'll kind of turn it over to them in regards to starting off on the importance of in-season weightlifting. Well, you start breaking the, the scientific portion of it down as you start losing strength after 30 days, you start losing uh, muscle endurance after 14 to 15 days, and then you start losing max speed after seven days so if you don't do max speed after a week it's over um most pre-seasons are like a month long so if you haven't touched a weight through pre-season by the time season starts you're already starting to see the detraining effect and then you usually seasons go from spring's always a little short we're in spring season right now so i mean that might only be like a month and a half long season but by the time you get to yeah yeah, by the time you get to to the postseason it's you're already Anywhere from probably 10 to 15% weaker than what you started at yeah. before preseason started. So if that athlete were to not touch any weights throughout preseason to the end of the season, the regular season, they would actually be losing some of the gains that they had progressed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, hearing that, hearing that, I hope some of you guys listening uh, take that to heart about, you know, you want to work very hard in the off season, but maintaining an end season is just as important. Um, like Brandon said, the loss of speed, the loss of power, loss of strength. Um, but then how does that translate over into their performance? I mean, that's when you're, you're, you're trying to ask your body to recruit a lot of power and that it's used to be in this kind of well-oiled machine. And now all of a sudden you're trying to ask it to do the same things you were before, but you're not refilling it with fluids and put gas in the car and like stuff like that keep getting weaker and then you're just gonna that's when you're gonna start seeing you either see injuries early in the season because of a bad off season or you see yep. injuries late in the season because of a bad in season yeah yeah okay. because of like de-training de- essentially de-training. you just keep running your body like into the ground so to speak without any mm-hmm. like guidance through yeah. it makes sense but it only takes like one or two times a week once a week goes a long way yeah like if you can just come in once a week 25 30 minutes after a practice or before the school before school like that that goes a long way it's enough that we can kind of activate the nervous system kind of get it under uh depending on like what your week is that day if we can get like under maybe an 85 80 percent um yeah. percentage for like two or three reps yep yeah. and then we're going on to some like accessory stuff yeah it's really yeah I, th- I think that's a huge misconception with um potentially even like a, a lot of the kids as well is they think that like our our off season programming and stuff like that is the same as what it is in season and that's like as far from the truth as you can get it. It's our in season is way more um, coach monitored, if you will. Yeah, you know it's it's like set up like out, out of our head as we are seeing you that day. You know, like that's why we ask questions of like okay, like. What'd you run? What events did you do? How long was the meet? Did you eat before? How much water did you drink? Like all those plays a role into 
us creating a program in our head to give to the athlete. Um, you know, it's not like we're not beating them down and like punishing them for not lifting during the season. <laughs> it's it's quite the opposite. Yeah, we'll you'll see a huge reduce in volume, but your intensity will kind of still stay the same. Yeah. So like we had our basketball guys that came in last week. They had a they came in on a Monday. Final four state championship games on a Friday. Uh, they came in. I think all together was twenty reps. Yep. Twenty five reps total. Their whole workout. Mm-hmm. So and that's including the main lift. That's including the accessories. Yep. So it's really a condensed. Thing. Oh yeah. There's not a whole condensed lot. version. Sometimes yeah. the warm up takes just as long as the lift. Yeah. So now, how frequent? Like in a, let's say a perfect world, they're they're maintaining homework. They're maintaining grades. How? What would be like the perfect frequency of them coming in during the regular season in a week? Depends on the sport. Yeah, I mean, you got sometimes you got baseball, softball. They're playing four or five times a week, double headers. Yeah. Sometimes you'll have three track meets in a week. So um, ideally, uh, I would like to say two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. If we're going like spring, yeah. I'm saying like two, probably at the max. But see that that all depends too on like when when their games are falling and when their double headers are falling. You know, so you know, we're we're the first ones to recommend. Hey, come in on. You know, Wednesday, because you had a game Monday, you have another game on Friday. So let's just split the difference. We'll keep you active. Yeah, I actually had a, a phone call with one of the local track coaches last night. Like, send me your schedule mm-hmm. if I have an opportunity. If we have a, she has a track meet on Wednesday, and I'm working with her on Tuesday. If that's not an important meet, that's going to be a workout meet. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna work through that meet. Maybe kind of focus on the next meet that might be a big invitational. Yeah, so kind of like laying all these kids' schedules out, and you go. You know, 40, 50 some athletes, and everybody's got different schedules. You know, it's kind of hard to. Mm-hmm. That's where you got to kind of get. It's like the art side of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's going to be more individualized towards each athlete. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah. one kid might have a hamstring issue. One kid might be having a shoulder problem because he's a pitcher. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I mean, their calves are down. getting tight. You know, so it's just a lot of recovery stuff, a lot of like active stretches. Yeah. You Especially know. track athletes, they go from wearing, you know, their Brooks. To yeah, a, a spike that's got no <laughs> no nothing. Yeah, so I mean they're just yeah. you know, their foots and calves and soleuses and all that stuff aren't used to that kind of minimal cushion. Yeah, so kind of getting back into the swing thing. Yeah, yep. shin splints are starting to pick back up, and because some of these coaches don't know how to do running volume, and it's like mm-hmm. first practice twenty two hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all under twenty seconds. Yeah. If you don't, you restart. Yeah, <laughs> or you run, you know. 200, two 200s back-to-back, and then that's your 400 time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so going Don't know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so if, you, if you're going to be watching that athlete as they're kind of going through their in-season, their, their lifting, what is something that they could maybe look into for maybe they're overdoing it with their in-season weightlifting? Uh, a lot of it is kind of like the old signs we talked about before with, like, uh, not quite the overtraining, but the the overreaching, mm-hmm. kind of that same exact feel. Are they are the loads like the eighty five, eighty percent that we're trying to hit for almost like a speed rep? Does that feel heavier than normal? Um, de- are they dehydrated? Is mm-hmm. end of the school years coming up? So they kind of starting to worry about grades. They kind of mentally checked in, things like that. Yeah, and like it's it's our job as coaches too. Is like we're constantly monitoring their their bar velocity. So, you know, like when they're lifting like sub-maximal weight and it's starting to move at a, you know, 0.2, like meters per second, just like off our eye, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, this is turning more into a max day 
and that's not what is needed. So, like, you know, like, I have no problem, like, reaching out and taking the barbell and, like, racking it for him. It's like, nope, we're moving on. Like, you know, it's just, it's just something that quick. But we are blessed with, like, a lot of kids that are just like, okay, like, cool. And then they move straight into it. They don't even, you know, second guess it. How do you guys go about explaining to parents the importance of in-season weightlifting? I have a, I wrote a post about this like four or five years ago where I drew a, a chart and basically it was a you start here at year one it's like a lot of like maybe a freshman so like you start at year one and you go up through an off season peak and then during season you don't train so you go back down mm-hmm. and then year two starts and you're in the off season you go back up maybe halfway higher than what you was freshman year. The yep. sophomore year, you go back down, and it's kind of like this up and down ladder, because mm-hmm. we'll spend the first four or five months, three, two, three months maybe, yeah. of them getting back in the season, just trying to get them back to where they were before the season started, mm-hmm. yeah. to where we might, year one goes up, and then they train in season, it might just stay flat, to where we didn't lose anything. Which and is then, which is awesome. Yeah. That's, like, that's that's the most ideal thing yeah, that you and can then ask you just for. build up, and then it's flat, and then now you have this huge incline of performance on this chart to where after a while if you start hitting 80 85% for like some quick fast reps that one rep max will increase like we had a yeah. girl hit um she had a PR no it was uh, Terrence he had a PR yep. we've just been doing training blocks like speed work speed work speed work yeah haven't really done any lifting he had a 20 pound PR yeah just like that and he's yeah would be in his indoor indoor track season just finishing yeah. up an indoor track season right now yeah and, and I mean to Terrence's like credit is like he trains at the intensity that you ask him to. Yeah. You know, he's very much like, if you tell him, like, zero to 100 on this, like, you need to do that. Yeah. And he, he's very much like that, very responsive. You know, and that's going to show once he gets to the outdoor season, indoor season next mm-hmm. year. Like, you know, it, it it's not really surprising to us, like, in a weird way, when we have kids circle back around in track and their, their first meet is – very much like the equivalent or they're beating their previous PR at the end of the season from the year prior. Yeah. You know, and that that's like the goal. That's the design. Is like you keep stacking that. You know, you you want your you want your ceiling from the year before to be your new floor. So now you gotta go up another floor. A lot of people don't realize that you can just do speed waves yeah. and increase the, yeah. the overall force production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you can't you can't move a heavy object slow. You have to move it fast. Mm-hmm. in order for it to be successful. So that's where our speed days come in. We do a great job as well of we we look at their game days as their max effort days when it comes to like the conjugate program. So then now, you know, they're they're not doing max effort days like mm-hmm. we talked about. It's all submaximal weight and moving at a at a bar velocity of like 0.8. You know, unless we need to like have them be more explosive as in like our sprinters, um, baseball softball because they're running bases then, you know, we'll lower that bar speed or that bar uh, percentage and have them go like a 0.2 meters per second. You know, like you're, that's fast. Like it almost doesn't even feel like weight to them at that point. And that's, that's the whole idea. Mm -hmm. I'll even switch, like I'll have like the main part would be the speed portion and then the accessories. So like maybe your incline dumbbell bench press or maybe uh, a landmine shoulder press, that'll be your heavy work. Yeah. And you get two... In this case, two sets of six. Like you're gonna work up to a two heavy uh, sets of six, and that'll be your your strength stuff. 
a lot of these kids have a problem like they'll like they'll grab 20s and mm-hmm. like you know their heavy work is like 40 or 45s but they'll grab 20s and think that's like set one like yeah. <laughs> no nah, that's still warm up i want two working sets mm-hmm. of these heavy six reps and that'll be like the strength portion whether it be unilateral or dumbbell work or um single leg skater squats whatever it may be mm-hmm. just so that their body's still having that kind of that strain but the overall weight on the nervous system isn't nearly as as high yeah recovery will be a lot faster and then you got to start working into there's a lot of uh exercises that i kind of get away from whenever i'm doing in-season work uh anything that's like heavy eccentric mm-hmm. um like i'll even have like the heavy like a heavy 10 yard sled push will be your main heavy yeah. leg day exercise yeah. there's no yeah, it's all concentric all concentric yeah. no eccentric um i kind of get rid of uh a traditional bulgarian split squat i might do like i call it like a depth drop free fall mm-hmm. into the hole and then check let's work on exploding up um and then a couple other things i get rid of i throw in a lot of uh more hip thrusters just because mm-hmm. you can it's pretty easy to just bring that weight if you're using a barbell to the floor and just work on just driving up and then so you wouldn't necessarily avoid like the complex movements but you're going to maybe shift where the effort is done between yeah. like concentric and eccentric mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay Way less strenuous on the body. Soreness isn't there. Yeah. yeah. Which is what a lot of these kids, parents want to look at. They don't want to see their kid sore mm-hmm. yeah. after, you know, going into a game or whatever. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So then when you guys are kind of going through the season, you have that athlete who is going through the in-season weightlifting and they're doing good. What do you guys do when all of a sudden you start seeing their performance on the field tank? How have you guys been monitoring that and, like, modifying that? So, like, let's say you had someone who they were doing the in-season weightlifting. Uh, They want to keep training. They want to keep training. But now you're starting to see, like, maybe their energy is not as great. Maybe they're a little bit more fatigued overall. And things are not necessarily, let's just say on the court, they're not doing so hot. Yeah. There's other factors affecting them. How do you guys tell them, maybe we need to address some other things first before we keep doing this? Just like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just having a conversation. Um, you know, a lot a lot of the kids, you know, they they respond better if they're treated as if like they are adults and they can make their own decisions too. In a in a sense, not all of them, but um, yeah, you you just have to have like those tough conversations with them. You know, like why why are you feeling like this? Are you staying up late? You know, uh, not sleeping enough or not eating enough, like what's going on in your mind, you got like boy-girl trouble, like that kind of stuff. A lot it, of it's just oh. asking them how the person is before yep. the athlete is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Human first. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing I always ask kids, what you, how was school? What did you yep. do school today? Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what you did at track practice. I'll ask that a little bit. Yeah. How are you doing first? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Especially if they're reading their body language and they're like down, you know, shoulders drooped, head down. Yeah. And right now it's kind of that part where it's like JV varsity is kind of being yeah. handed out so like you got a kid that maybe wanted to be expected to be on varsity it kind of made it it started out on the JV team that's kind of in yeah. that part of the year right now too so or they set their expectations too high for themselves right out of the gate um, so then like you kind of got to reel it back in it's like we, we don't need you to be peaked at the beginning of the season we need you to be peaked as you're going into the postseason Some of the some of these workouts are still pretty tough. I mean, scrimmages aren't really mattering right now. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, we'll pick and choose the games and the, or the meets that we need to be dialed in for. And if there's a game or a meet that we can kind of work through, if you're like at a dual meet or a quad meet or whatever it may be, or you just got, yeah, I mean, a, a not so good team coming up on the list. Yeah. So <laughs> this but, is your training day. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like having them, um, like all on the same page too. You know, it's not like we're just saying, like, oh, this is how it's going to be, and, like, you can't say you don't have an opinion on it. Like, they definitely get an opinion. Like, at the end of the day, it's their performance. It's their body. So, you know, we just need to be, like, an extension of that. Yeah. I try, we try to lay it out. Like, this is where we're at now. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do through. This is where I want you to finish at, and then it's subject to change. Yeah. Like, if something happens or goes wrong or if it's not working... We'll make the quick switch, and but it's always here's a, a game plan. But we if we need to make adjustments, we'll yeah. just so they can kind of see, and the parents can kind of see how we're going to teeter this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to kind of have that that line of communication at all times, you know, throughout. Especially, with, I mean, parents are one thing, but you know, especially with the athlete, yeah. especially with the athlete. Uh, no, so we hope you guys enjoyed. This, this little discussion on in-season weightlifting. So if you guys are ever, you know, on the fence about where you want to put your efforts and, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice in-season, um, in-season weightlifting is definitely something that you can use to maintain your progressions. Um, you know, just overall make you a better athlete. Maintain your gains. Um, but we will see you guys next time.